feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, could charges be coming against the former president of the United States, Donald Trump? This would be historic if that were to happen. This would mark the first time a former American president was criminally indicted. This is big breaking news tonight coming indeed from the New York Times that says that a Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, is likely to charge President Trump soon. And joining us right now here on the show is former federal prosecutor Doug Burns. Doug, thank you so much. What is your, first of all, your reaction to this? This would be uh, just stunning if they actually went through with charges. But do you read the tea leaves the way the New York Times does? Uh, Not necessarily 100 percent. First of all, I agree uh, with the way you teed it up, obviously. No American president. Um, has ever been indicted. So obviously it would be seismic. Uh, but the listeners need some context, too. It's very interesting, Rita, real quick, because don't forget, you know, Mark Pomerantz and another senior lawyer, uh, they quit uh, their job as, you know, special assistant district attorneys, um, you know, when they felt that Alvin Bragg wasn't going forward. So how ironic would that be um, in terms of, uh, you know, now they do go forward with the case. You know, those guys kind of jumped the gun, uh, so to speak. The other thing is, of course, the reference to Aesop's fable. I'm not kidding. The boy who cried wolf. So time and time again, and I'm not editorializing, I'm not taking any political sides, but time and time and time again, we have heard charges are imminent. This is it. They finally have him and so on and so forth. So I'll believe it when I see it is the point. Now, on the X's and O's, which is why I think he called me, um, the legal X's and O's, I mean, first, apparently, if the sources are to be believed, and I'm sure it's accurate, you know, the former president was invited to appear before the grand jury. Um, that's an interesting development. Real quick for everybody, and I know you know this, of course, witnesses in New York state grand juries get automatic immunity, but if you want to testify on your own behalf, in this type of an instance where they're looking at you, you have to waive that immunity. In federal court, uh, in the grand jury, you don't get that immunity. Uh, that's a point of big, big distinction. So, you know, Joe Tacopina, you know, I know a little bit, you know, came out and said, look, it doesn't necessarily mean um, that they are going to indict him. He, he, he cited the fact that a lot of time has gone by, which is true, might ostensibly be some issue vis-a-vis statute of limitations. But I think the most interesting question of all is, well, let's break down the case itself. That's what you I was going to say. Everybody knows exactly. and remembers. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Let's go to the case, Doug, because it's yeah. interesting. It goes with Stormy Daniels. When we first I saw it, I was like, wait a minute, but then they're trying to tie it to campaign funds. Tell us about that. Yeah, no, that's a great question, and, you know, you're right on top of it. This is the key, and it's so interesting because basically, you know, $130,000 payment, everybody knows this, um, but just setting up the table, um, was made uh, to Stormy Daniels. On its best day, you know, that's some type of, you know, 
payment so that they can, you know, make sure that the story isn't published somewhere on its worst day. And this has come up, apparently, in the internal workings of the investigation. You know, it's been categorized as some type of quasi-extortion attempt by her. Seriously, I'm going to go public with this information during your big political campaign unless I'm paid. But the bottom line reality is Michael Cohn arranged to pay her $130,000 in what's been you know, described as hush money. They signed all kinds of non-disclosure documents. They actually used different names. President Trump used a different name. I think it was Davidson, something like that. Stormy Daniels used a different name. Um, And that's that. So what's the crime? That's what everybody wants to know. Okay. Under New York state law, this is interesting. Um, They're saying that uh, false business documents were filed in connection with that transaction. The only problem um, from the standpoint of getting Donald John Trump's scalp is that that's a misdemeanor reader, okay? But it can be bumped up and elevated to a felony under New York law if it's in connection with uh, an independent crime. And this is where it gets very, very interesting. And I have the benefit of just having read a book about this, and I am not going to say the name of this book, okay? <laughs> but I think you know which one <laughs> we're think, talking about. I think I know. Go ahead, yep. <laughs> so I read that book, and I'm glad I did for purposes of being here tonight, okay? And in the book, the point is they say that under New York law, if you file a false business document in connection with another crime under New York state law, then it can be elevated to a felony. Assume for the sake of argument, particularly coming out of that book, that there is no ostensible other New York state law that's violated, can't do it. So what they do is they, they start twisting, you know, the boundaries of a statute, and they're saying, well, we want to go with the theory that a false business document was filed in connection with a federal crime, reading your mind from two minutes ago, you raised the thing about election violation, so the argument is, you know, that's really a campaign contribution the way that works because it benefits his campaign. But the author of this aforementioned book that I will not mention the name of points out that it is extremely unclear under New York law whether or not uh, doing uh, filing a false business document in connection with what might be a federal crime qualifies under the New York statute. So it's extremely uh, tenuous, murky, uh, gray area stuff, basically. Okay. You know so, what? You know yeah. what? Doug Burns and everybody were talking to the great former federal prosecutor, Doug Burns. Doug, you know, you hit it on the head. When I was seeing this, it seemed to me that it was a bit of a stretch, just like it you're is. saying. And yeah. it seems to me like they have been so determined to try to go after Trump. And my other thought was, based on what they're claiming here, and even if they use what you're just talking about with the federal crime attaching yeah. to it. Um, mm-hmm. This seems like a rarity that they would go after somebody for it, but they seem like sort of like trying – they have a person and they're trying to find the crime, if you will. Uh, you're so, so on the money. I mean, spot on, Rita. The point is, as a former prosecutor, you know, I was handling 20, 30 cases at a time. You know, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying. So I was spread thin, and you'd work on this case, the other case, the other case. The reason people – uh, including my late father and others were against special counsels, for example, and we'll call a couple of the people who were tasked uh, to the DA's office, you know, Mark Pomerantz, I'll name him, um, as a special, you know, assistant. He's sitting there with one case. It's a crusade. 
all out, okay? And the point is, um, the minute you have to, and this is inside baseball, the minute you have to as a prosecutor say, wow, I really need to research whether or not this potential theory might fly, I don't buy that, okay? As I jokingly told my wife, I said, hey, I, I would prosecute a bank robbery case. The defendant pointed a gun at a teller got money and left. I didn't have to start researching whether the bank robbery statute could be stretched and manipulated and interpreted, okay? And, you know, the listeners will pardon my sarcasm, but the reality is this is not about me being left, right, center, Republican, Democrat. It's about law, X's and O's, right down the middle. And so to charge Trump, in my opinion, on this Stormy Daniels thing is a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, that's what it feels like, even just looking at it. And now let me just ask you from stepping back from a a generic case, um, if it based on the tea leaves and saying, okay, well, he's offered the chance to appear before the Manhattan grand jury. Mm-hmm. Um, the New York Times, they've had some pretty good stuff on on Trump in terms of breaking stuff. It's funny, you know, of course, when it helps Trump, they don't get anything. But when it's when it's negative, they seem to get his tax records. Remember, everything. Sure remember, it was like, oh, what else can we do? Right. Please. Within minutes. But but based on that, um, how typical is it likely that someone would be, um, you know, now that they've offered the chance to appear, I assume he's saying, no, I don't want to appear. You know, it's a kangaroo court, like you said about everything else. Um, right. Given that, typically, is that a sign, uh, like preponderance, that there may well, be charges key, coming? And how soon? Yeah. Now, the key to your question is that, you know, when I was literally reading a couple of articles on this, um, just getting ready to speak with you. The point is, they said, you know, it is extremely likely in that situation that somebody's going to be indicted, and that's according to the New York Times, okay? So you kind of have to filter that a little. You're asking me, as a legal expert, is that really, uh, you know, 90% true, 85% true? Not necessarily, honestly. Um, so, again, in this toxic climate we're in, you know, everything I say as a legal point, you know, some people say, oh, he's defending him. I can't believe that's not about that. It's about pure legal X's and O's, to repeat myself. And so the bottom line, to answer your very, very good question, Rita, is that just because they um, indicated um, that he would have an opportunity to testify in the grand jury doesn't necessarily uh, mean that they're going to indict him. But at the same time, You know, there are many, many, many instances. I know it sounds like I'm kind of waffling back and forth, but there are many instances where they contact uh, the person who they intend to indict or from an opportunity to come in, and if they decline and they don't hear from them further, they indict it. So, again, the problem with a real quick, you know, Alan Dershowitz-type pivot, uh, Ted Cruz-type pivot, is that the problem is when you uh, politicize criminal law, You know, you hardly need me to tell you this, of all people, but when you start politicizing criminal law, then you start getting into situations where people are writing a book while an investigation is ongoing. That's outrageous on many levels, okay? And you have situations where reporters are saying, the witness just came out of the men's room on the floor where the grand jury is. The point is, that's not really the way the airline is supposed to be run, okay? Investigations are supposed to be, you know, confidential, largely, particularly grand jury. supposed to be secret, but once you start politicizing criminal law, you start getting into these breathless reports, which is, you know, they're definitely indicting them and this and that. Now, I cannot make, I think you'll find this interesting, 
I cannot make a reliable prediction on this one, uh, certainly not tonight. You know, I'm going to look at it much more closely, obviously, in the next couple of days, you know, and probably be speaking about it and so forth. But I can't tell you one way or the other whether they're going to indict him, Rita. Yeah, isn't that interesting? It is such a <laughs> fascinating – and by the way, your perspective, I just want to tell everybody, I have known you for decades, Doug Burns, yes. and you are always a straight shooter uh, where you call it and where you see it. No, and, no, no, I appreciate and, you saying that because, you know, if I may defend myself for a minute, you know, I try to – Call it like I see it legally, you know, without so much the consequences of the politics. I appreciate your compliment. Thank you. Well, it is so true. One of the best in the business. My good friend, Doug Burns, great former federal prosecutor. And his dad was an awesome judge, too. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much, Doug. We appreciate it. Good night. Thank you. Everybody, what are your thoughts? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, you can see it all over the news tonight. Everybody is reporting that the Manhattan DA, quote, is likely to charge Trump soon or may charge Trump soon. You just heard from great legal mind Doug Burns saying he's not sure where this is going. And he also said uh, that this looks like a very murky case. But then you got to remember, as we were just talking about, that the New York Times is the one who had the tax record. They've had a lot of leaks that always seem to be anti-Trump, pretty much. And a lot of them have been correct in terms of foreboding actions and things that were happening. Is there someone maybe in the Manhattan DA's office that could be leaking to the New York Times and saying, this is coming soon? And I wouldn't put anything past it, even if the case looks like a stretch to great legal minds like a Doug Burns and probably to many of you listening. That doesn't mean that the Manhattan D.A., who doesn't seem to do anything about crime in New York, but seems to look for a crime with President Trump every turn he gets, that he's not going to do a indictment, making it the first time a former U.S. president could be indicted in American history. This is stunning. So do you think Alvin Bragg likely is going to charge him with a crime? I actually think my gut is yes. My gut is the history of Alvin Bragg, the history of the New York Times and leaks. And they have been so desperate to try to get Trump which way but loose, even if it's a stretch, as even Doug Burns just said. What are your thoughts about where this is headed? Do you think an indictment is coming against President Trump? And how do you think this affects basically his presidential run? Does it just embolden people to support him and show that he's being vilified? I think it's outrageous. Based on the history we're seeing here, it clearly looks like a stretch of a case and them just desperate to get anything against Trump. 1-800-848-9222. And I'll take your calls when we come back. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Tonight, according to the New York Times, that they are likely the Manhattan DA's office, good old Alvin Bragg, who seems to love the revolving door of criminals in New York, uh, but he hasn't been too busy that he can't focus 99.9% of his time on Donald Trump. I mean, he can't focus on keeping recidivists back off the streets. I mean, they just keep coming and coming and coming. They get a slap on the wrist. There's cases over and over again. And yet he clearly has been laser focused on President Trump, the former president. 
And now there is word from the New York Times that charges could be coming soon, criminal charges. The question is, could they be a misdemeanor, as we just talked about, more likely a felony if they're going to go for charges? But this would make President Trump the first former American president to be criminally indicted, if indeed this report is correct. And again, the New York Times saying it looks like it may be coming very soon. Not too long ago, just about five months ago, President Trump was asked about sort of all the investigations against him. Because there's a lot of people investigating President Trump. It seems like everybody, everybody on the Democratic side is trying to find something on President Trump. He's probably the most investigated American in history, I think. And here is what he had to say a few months ago. If it happened, I think you'd have problems in this country, the likes of which perhaps we've never seen before. I don't think the people of the United States would stand for it. What kind of problems, Mr. President? I think they'd have big problems, big problems. I just don't think they'd stand for it. They will not they will not sit still and stand for this ultimate of hoaxes. That is, if Trump were to be indicted. And again, the big news tonight, the New York Times reporting that may happen very soon. Let's get your calls on this. To me, you just heard from Doug Burns. Um, I have known Doug for 20, 30 years. He always says what he thinks. And he just said he believes, as he's looking at it now, this looks like one big stretch, that these are typically not something that they would go after somebody for, taking the leap that it was maybe uh, fraudulent business records that were submitted tied to this payment to Stormy Daniels in conjunction with possible campaign funds so they could say, well, there are two crimes at once, and that would rise to the level of a felony in New York. And under basically a number of statutes we're looking at, he could face President Trump four years in prison if convicted. There's no mandatory sentence. But if you look at the history of the New York Times, they have actually been previewing a lot of things that come against Trump, because clearly there's a lot of people who are trying to go after Trump, and they keep consistently leaking to the New York Times. You know what's interesting? When that whole thing happened with President Biden, remember when his documents were discovered? Isn't it interesting? There was no leak on that when the classified documents were found at the Penn Biden Center and at his home and everywhere else. But remember, we didn't find out about it until like months later. But you can bet anything that has the word Trump on it, it's like, Hey, let me call the New York Times. I got like a hotline. It's like, a, like remember Maxwell Smart had like he picked up his shoe. It's like, hey, guess what? I got a tip for you. It's coming. So I wouldn't discount it just based on the history of the New York Times and clearly people that hate Trump. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Gracie in Rockland. Line four. Gracie, your thoughts about what may be coming from Alvin Bragg. My thoughts are exactly what you said, so uh, it's unbelievable. Alvin Bragg makes uh, um, felonies misdemeanors concerning the criminals in New York City, and with poor President Trump, we're going in the opposite direction, a possible misdemeanor into a felony. Why are they so afraid of Trump? They're afraid of Trump because he did such a damn good job, and I don't know why people can't admit, even the rhinos and the always haters can admit what a wonderful job he did. Well, you know why? Because he is a threat. And and even, you know, the thing is, he clearly acknowledges it. I mean, he said even at CPAC the other day, and I thought his speech at CPAC, I watched it. It was a two-hour speech full of energy, dynamo, a sharp contrast to the president we have now. Uh, and he 
basically said, they're coming after me because I will take them on. I'll go after them. He's a threat. And he also, if you look at the polls lately, he's doing really well in the polls. And the Democrats see the same polls that we all see. And that is why they are going after him tooth and nail. They just want, they don't want him to be here. They want to dominate politics and not have anybody that questions him. And he basically says, too bad. You know, I'm not an establishment guy. I'm somebody who cares about the American people. I'm not focused on trying to please, uh, you know, whatever, if it's rhinos or if it's certainly the Democratic Party. And he knows he's probably the most investigated human being on the face of this earth. And I don't think he's surprised if seeing this report. He said God, he even said the other day after the CPAC speech, Gracie, he made a comment. People asked him, what if you got indicted? How would that affect your campaign? How that he goes, it would only make me stronger. And you just heard he said that people would also be so riled up and so furious because they would see it for what it is. And in this case, you know, and I call it like I see it, guys. In this case, I'm seeing a real big leap of a case. And if they go after it and they decide to charge for the first time in American history, a former American president, shame on Alvin Bragg. He's even more pathetic than I think he already is. We're going to continue your calls after the break. The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great law enforcement and their families. A really powerful story coming from Lawrenceville, Georgia where a Gwinnett County man is getting a second chance at life thanks to the help of a Gwinnett police officer and a behavioral health unit official. And both of them were able to talk that man off the bridge. Now, on Tuesday, a 911 call came reporting that a man was threatening to jump off of a bridge from Jimmy Carter Boulevard onto Interstate 85. A police officer and a clinician Uh, tagged with a clinician response team, responded within minutes and let that individual know that they weren't there to arrest him. They were there to help him. With a helping hand on his back, the officer and the clinician found ways to connect with the man. And thankfully, in less than an hour, the man walked off the bridge and into the arms of a woman who helped save his life. They said also that they go through this very, very often. Uh, head of the behavioral unit said that police and the health group have responded to individuals like this. In fact, recently, others who made threats on rooftops, they were there. In fact, in another case recently, when a man barricaded himself on a bus last year. And in most cases, they say that they are able to resolve a mental health crisis without an arrest and without a plan for and with a plan rather for long term services. They say they don't just do a Band-Aid. They actually check on the individual afterwards. They guide them. They make sure that the problem is addressed at its root. And they also talk with their families. So good to see that they not only help them in the immediate moment, but also help them afterwards to hopefully get better and get the support that they need. So bravo very much to the officers and also the behavioral health unit there at Lawrenceville, Georgia, for all that they do. Well, we are talking about this big, huge news tonight that indeed, according to the New York Times, they are saying that New York prosecutors headed by good old Alvin Bragg, soft on crime Alvin Bragg, Soros backed Alvin Bragg, 
uh, that prosecutors there are signaling that Trump may face criminal charges from the Stormy Daniels payment. And as you just heard from Doug Burns, it looks like it is a big stretch legally, but it doesn't mean that the DA's office won't do it. You know, I keep thinking about this DA. I'm thinking about all I think about when I think about Alvin Bragg is the fact that he charged Jose Alba. This was the bodega owner, remember, who was defending himself. The guy breaks into the place, remember, um, and he was trying to rob him. And then he hopped over to attack him, started stabbing Alba. And Alba, in return, uh, kills the guy in self-defense. And then this DA, this loony Kazuni DA who got a million bucks from George Soros, remember, soft on crime George Soros, who's paying all these DAs across the country. Then he ends up charging Jose Alba. With murder, second degree murder. It was so bad that there was so such an outcry. I remember we talked about it on the show. Thank goodness, you know, uh, the DA finally dropped the charges against Alba. But the fact that he had the audacity to go after Jose Alba for defending himself, and you could see it on the videotape that he was defending himself. He was a bodega owner. He was behind the counter when the guy came behind the counter and attacked him. And he wasn't supposed to do anything. What, he was just supposed to die and say thank you very much to Alvin Bragg? I mean, it was the craziest thing. But that, to me, just epitomizes the mindset of this Alvin Bragg. He is loony, kazuni, And he seems intent on getting Trump, 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 Trump. It's like a lot of people out there that have that Trump derangement syndrome. It's like orange man bad. We have to find something that we can get him on, whatever it is. Oh, we jaywalked. Let's go after him. You know, I mean, it is really Really insane. And so far, what I'm seeing here looks like one big, enormous stretch. But it doesn't mean that Alvin Bragg, who is intent to go after Donald Trump, won't do it. And take a listen, because just this weekend during his CPAC speech, he was the big headliner on Saturday night at CPAC. That's a conservative political action conference. And Donald Trump said, you know, I'm getting a lot of slings and arrows, a lot of investigations, a lot of barbs from every different direction, but I'm doing it because I believe in all of you, he said in the audience, and because I also believe in America. Take a listen to what he said just a few days ago. I lived in luxury. I had everything. People said to me, are you sure you want to do it, sir? I said, oh, this will be so amazing. What the hell did you get me into? I didn't know the word subpoena. I didn't know the word grand jury, those words, grand jury. I didn't know that they want to lynch you for doing nothing wrong. I didn't know they want to lynch you for doing a great job. I didn't know they want to put you away because your poll numbers are better than anybody they've seen in years. And then they go with the disinformation campaign. First of all, we're leading every Republican by massive numbers. And very importantly, perhaps more importantly, we're leading Biden by a lot. And we're leading Kamala by a lot. And every time the polls go up higher and higher, the prosecutors get crazier and crazier. We got to stop these guys. Says we have to stop Trump now. We got to stop him now because we can't stop him at the ballot box. You know, they tried that in 2016. How did that work out? Not too good. And we actually, and I have to say this, I hope Fox doesn't turn off, but we did much better in 2020 than we did in 2016. Trump still being classic Trump. 
And also, he said, hey, listen, if I get indicted, it'll just make me tougher. We'll play those comments coming up uh, because he doesn't seem to be surprised that an indictment could be coming. But now we are hearing tonight, we haven't heard reaction to these new reports from the New York Times that indeed it may not just be a hypothetical, it may be a reality. And it may be a big stretch, too. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn, line two. Larry, your thoughts about what Alvin Bragg may have up his sleeve. Well, I'll tell you something. Um, you know, Doug Burns was was a little bit incomprehensible there in terms of the legalese, but uh, a lot actually, of... hey, hang on a second, Larry. I'm going to yeah. defend him because he's not here. I can just tell you he is considered one of the great legal minds out there, and he has. I've I've interviewed him all over the place. Obviously, you think you're I better know. than him, but go ahead. Okay, I don't know if I'm better than him because I don't know why I don't understand the indictment right now. But the point is, I see a lot of problems with this indictment. First of all. Um, uh, as far as I'm concerned, this was investigated um, uh, five, uh, seven years ago when he first ran. With Steve Co- it was uh, it was found Michael that, Cohen that Michael Cohen did all these things on his own, and now things are being changed, turned in a different direction. I don't know why. Maybe it's the statute that's being tripped. I don't know, but I know this that this DA is operating pretty much with impunity because, um, I mean, the only, I mean, it could get reversed on appeal. And the fact is they have to bring it quickly now because if they wait any longer, it looks very political if they wait till the campaign starts going. It's, and but it's Larry, now, Larry, that, hang on. That's already going. He already announced he is running. He did it right after the election in November. So, I mean, just like right. you, just like I, you bring up a superb point, Larry, because it seems like why now? Like what changed and also, you know, the fact that they waited so long where they're already entrenched. I mean, look, we're going to have, you know, primary debates coming up, you know, as early as this summer. You know, that's right around the corner, Larry. This is like, you know, why did they wait so long? And also, it seems like a stretch. Don't you think so, Larry? Well, not only that, but the uh, the guy Pomerantz, he got the other one quit. So it, it, Doug Burns said, did they jump the gun? I think he was insinuating that now it looks even more political because uh, it looks like these guys objected and they they lodged a a longstanding complaint with Bragg. And now Bragg is trying to, uh, you know, trying to make it up. But the problem is, is that this should be looked upon, looked at from a civil rights point of view, because if if Bragg suburbs perjury from Michael Cohn, Nobody is going to prosecute him in New York. So this has to be looked at from a federal point of view. I suggest you consult with Alan Dershowitz immediately, get him on the air, talk about what civil rights could be criminally violated by Bragg of of Donald Trump. And later on, if a Republican gets in, even if it's not uh, Trump, maybe Bragg could be prosecuted for the civil rights violation. Yeah, very interesting. Lair, great points. Very interesting. Thanks so much for the call. Let's go to Teddy, line three. Ted, your thoughts about this? Uh, yes, I feel unlike the other callers, but that's okay. I'm going to be myself as I usually am. No, we love that. Go uh, ahead, Ted. Absolutely. Hey, uh, all right. I feel that District Attorney Bragg, even though I agree with you on many things, dealing with his uh, actions, dealing with the bodega and how he handled that, it was totally 100% wrong. Absolutely. But 
A has nothing to do with B, in my opinion. Okay, and I'm not a lawyer, but I do like Lawrence Tribe. Unlike, I know you don't care for him, and I've lost a lot of respect for, and for uh, Alan Dershowitz. He's a brilliant. Well, Teddy, hang on. Stay focused. What do you make of the idea that uh, potentially, and according to the New York Times, Trump may become uh, the first former American president to be criminally indicted? I mean, and based on what you've heard so far, this is a stretch, Ted. Come on. What do you mean a stretch? You're not a lawyer. He knows. He's in, he has his investigators. Guess what? They Guess what? Hey, hey, you Ted, and I don't Ted, know what's Ted, going on. Ted, hang on. Hang on. Just relax for a moment, please. For yourself. It's better for your health. Okay. Okay, So hang on. So here we go. Doug Burns, who was just on, who is a former federal prosecutor. And again, based on what we're seeing, there may be more. I'll, I'll give you that. There may be more than meets the eye. But if what we're seeing on the surface, if it's these facts that look like the New York Times is presenting, and if indeed that's the case, it is a stretch of a crime to go after somebody when even Doug Burns, who has handled thousands of cases in his career, who is a very accomplished attorney, and I absolutely trust his opinion, he seems to believe it is a stretch to sort of create things that normally you don't go after. But because they're so after Trump, they will, you know, somehow find a remote thing that most people don't get charged for. But because it's Trump, they will. Go ahead, Ted. Can you refresh my memory uh, um, when I don't know exactly? I'll, I'll ask. What are the specific charges that you think are being stretched? Well, what Doug Burns, who is a legal mind and a former federal prosecutor, he was saying the falsifying of business records tied to this payment, right, which would normally be a misdemeanor, which is normally a slap on the wrist if it's a misdemeanor. By the way, based on Alvin Bragg's history, Teddy, that means you don't nothing, right? And then he said creating that with an election crime. If you look at it, it looks like they're going after some sort of campaign that it was tied to a campaign donation or, you know, through a campaign fund. He said they're kind of trying to pair these two things together that normally they would never do from his experience. And I'm just telling you because I absolutely trust his judgment that this is a rarity that you would attach these things that would create a felony. And by the way, Teddy, under Alvin Bragg's idea of a felony, he lets kids who rob and and burglarize stores and beat up people head back on the streets the next day. But because it's Donald Trump, he's going to be behind bars for the rest of his life based on Alvin Bragg. That's why I'm just saying what I'm saying to you is it is so inequitable. It is so disgusting. The guy goes after, as you even agreed, the bodega owner for defending himself. And he lets kids who terrorize and and just recidivists who have done horrible, horrible crimes in New York walk. And he has done that time and time again. And now he has the audacity to go after a former American president for what looks like a constructed crime that most people would never even go after, even tough on crime DAs. And that guy is a pansy. Go ahead. Well, if he he does get indicted, then the lawyers for the prosecution will have... If what you're saying is accurate, what uh, your guest said, then they will have a tough time to prove it. And then a jury would probably find him not guilty. But that's not how justice should work. You don't like find a person and then you find a crime. I mean, that's what it looks like. It's like they've got Trumpitis. You know, they've got like they can't wait to like bring him down on anything.
you know, and it's like, oh, it's Trump. Let's find something. You know, that's not the way our justice system works, Ted. You know, it's like, oh, let me go after Teddy. And maybe he has to spend millions of dollars defending himself. And even if he's cleared at the end of the day, no big deal. How would you like that, Ted? No, I wouldn't like it. All right. So then you shouldn't like it on Trump. Thank you very much, Ted. I'm glad you cleared that up. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. Teddy saw the light, everybody. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, I am glad that Teddy saw the light because guess what? Justice should be blind. Everybody should be treated equal. Whether your last name is Jones or Thompson or whatever it is, or Trump, just because you don't like President Trump, you shouldn't have somebody and then try to find a crime. And that's what a lot of people are saying. This new potential indictment, which would be the first time a former president could be criminally indicted if reports are true from the new york times it looks like alvin bragg is trying to go after president trump tied to the whole stormy daniels thing tied to potential campaign issues tied to business records it's like they're throwing darts and just trying to piece something together and a number of legal experts have already said this looks like a stretch And to put sort of a double crime together, that makes it basically a felony versus a misdemeanor. They're trying to kind of tack one crime onto another, which under New York State would bump it up to a felony, according to a number of legal experts. It sure seems like they are out to get President Trump. And listen, President Trump, I think he was expecting this. I think he was like, what took you so long? I think he saw so many people investigating him from so many different directions. The fact that there are now reports that it looks like he may be indicted by Alvin Bragg. I don't think he's surprised. I think he anticipated that there's been this witch hunt against him. And I think he's just going to go full steam ahead. And I think it's only going to embolden him. He's going to say, see, I told you, everybody. Uh, they're coming after me. They're they're stretching charges. They're doing whatever they can. They are worried about me because I'm, quote, defending you. You heard it at CPAC. That was basically the essence of his speech. I'm taking the slings and arrows for you because I am going to continue the fight. And if I get indicted, well, people will be upset. I'll be upset, but I'm going to just keep going. It won't change a thing for me. I'm going to keep running for president. If anything, it shows that I'm a bigger threat to them than he even anticipated. And so because of that, I don't think it's going to change his mindset. I think he's going to say, look, he's going to get on the stage and say, look, they are coming after me. You know, I'm the first former president uh, to be criminally indicted if this does indeed happen. And he's going to say this is all about politics. And he's going to use this on the campaign trail. And I think there are a lot of people looking at right now what we're seeing, the facts of this case, that will agree with him that it looks like one big stretch just to go after Trump because they don't like President Trump. What are your thoughts, everybody? It's one 800 848 Let's go to Dom in Minnesota, line two, my friend. Go ahead. Yeah, Rita, that Teddy made my day. I'm, uh, I, I can see that he's no teddy bear. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, well, he was a little bit of a fuzzy wuzzy bear. Usually he's a yeah, grizzly. Well, I mean, 
interesting to listen to him, but his perspective is uh, what, uh, what it was. But, by, the, you know, by the way, Dom, some days he's a polar bear, some days he's yeah. a grizzly. Today he had a little bit of fuzzy wuzzy on him. He, he broke I guess, down. I guess he was. Truth, yeah. truth, uh, truth he, hurts. At least he was able to see your point of view. But, you know, Ted and Adam Brad must meet and create a Breakfast of Champions podcast. That would be interesting. <laughs> oh, boy, that will be all it will be like Trump ad, Trump ad, Trump yeah. ad, Trump ad. Oh, that's all they do is just like play it over and over again. Yeah. You know, Trump's not a saint, but neither am I. In spite of my sometimes, you know, non-saintly behavior, my wife has stood by me because she knows that I can be trusted to trust it to deliver when the chips are down. So in spite of his many human failings, Trump delivers for the American people. That's why we're voting for him. That's because he is saying Trump. See, that, that's what people, you know, if, I, if that was the case, if you have that litmus test for everybody, three-fourths of Congress must be booted out. And, you know, I think, you know, I was looking at the news and climate doctor Kamala just coined the new phrase. She, she came up with something called climate mental health. You know, I don't know if you heard that or not. According to Dr. Kamala, every conservative has a problem of an extreme climate mental health. So I have had this illness for some time. Every time I'm with my family and friends, I'm in state heavens, you know, seventh heaven. Every time I'm listening to Joe or Kamala, the climate CMH gives me 104 degrees. Every time I listen to Trump, my CMH count goes down. Every time liberals hear the name Trump, it goes up. Out. So that's <laughs> but, a good card. That's a good phrase. She coined climate mental health. <laughs> by the way, I think we're all going to need mental health treatment after this one. My goodness. You what, what, what do you think, Dom? By the way, just even on the essence of what I've been talking about with Trump here, what do you make of what we've heard of the facts so far? To me, it seems like they are just searching for a crime and stretching things that normally you would maybe not prosecute somebody for. But because the last name is Trump. Uh, they can't yep. wait to do it. Well, basically, they already know the punishment, but they're looking for a crime to fit the punishment that they have in mind. That's basically what I'm looking at. So that this is the horse, you know, the cart before the horse. Uh, I'm not quite sure of all the details of this thing, but if I know Trump and the way he's coming at it, I, I'm thinking, you know, uh, th- this is if this if I was in his position, I'd probably have some little trouble with my wife, but. Unfortunately, uh, we don't have anybody else that's fighting for the American people. But I think, like, like he said, hey, what the heck, hell did I get myself into? And he still wants to do that. And I think he's a true patriot in spite of his failings. So I, th- I think I it's, it's going to embolden him. President again. I think it's going to embolden him. And you, th- you hope he becomes president again, Dom, right? Is that what you just said? Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Because nobody else... They're all looking to, you know, you know, in, in like make make Trump's policies uh, come come alive. But nobody can do it as much as Trump because he doesn't care about pushback. He doesn't care about his personal injury. He's going to get it done. Even Ron DeSantis, as great a man as he is, I don't think he's going to deliver. Uh, he, he might back out because he, he's looking at his future political career. Trump says, I don't need this. If I'm done, I'm done. So I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, That's full steam ahead. Full steam ahead. Dom, thank you very, very much. Let's go to Teresa, uh, line seven. Teresa, your thoughts about this? Hi, Rita. Thanks. Um, well, I agree 100% with you. The stretch is is unbelievable. But now I believe it because they will stop at absolutely nothing to get him. They thought he was going to go fade away. They thought, oh, we'll just divert, we'll, you know, distract but they can't. And now that they, he's brought attention to the fact that people like Alvin Bragg, people who have this agenda but aren't 
competent in their own right. And they're failing the American people. But the issue is that Trump will call people out. Yeah. And no one else has because he they call him. You know what I think Trump represents? All the opposite of what the woke is. You're right. And by the way, he keeps calling them out and he just doesn't care. And they don't like it. And they are clearly out to get him. We're going to continue with your calls after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. More developments coming and word from the New York Times that prosecutors in New York stemmed from the D.A. office of Alvin Bragg. Soft on crime, Alvin Bragg seems to be wanting to go tough on former President Donald Trump. Reports that President Trump may soon face criminal charges tied to the Stormy Daniels hush money case. Very interesting case, and many people are saying because the former president was recently offered the chance to appear before a Manhattan grand jury about the hush money scandal tied to porn star Stormy Daniels, it is a sign that criminal charges may soon follow. And the New York Times, which has had a lot of leaks uh, that are typically always anti-Trump, saying that the Manhattan DA's office communicated with this offer to Trump's lawyers. Alvin Bragg is sort of leading the investigation and that this is a likely sign that a criminal indictment is forthcoming. It would mark the first time a former American president was criminally indicted. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. Also, another big development in the last few hours, the FBI issuing a travel advisory to Americans going to Mexico. Of course, after the brutal death of two residents from South Carolina, you saw it on the videotape, they and two other friends went down to Matamoros, just right over the border from Brownsville. And as we know, uh, it looks like it was mistaken identity uh, that a cartel went after them, killed two of them. We know that they were tortured, too. It's a horrible story. And now... The federal government, the FBI, of course, the State Department has already said it, but now the FBI in the last few hours saying, do not travel to Mexico under any case and point. And Bill Barr, the former attorney general, saying it is time to get tough, to close our border, and also it's time to really go after the cartels in Mexico. Take a listen to what he said a little bit ago. The fact that they have safe havens in Mexico means that they, they're able to sit back and do this and expand. And they, they've taken over our border. They control our border. And now they're moving into different areas of the country. They're using gangs that are up here, uh, you know, uh, to, to do some of their dirty work. I'm concerned that they start using the same terror tactics up here that they do in Mexico. And this comes as our border has been a leaky sieve and so many people concerned about the cartels that have already come into our country, bringing in fentanyl, which is killing 100,000 Americans a year. It's incredible. And now we're finding out 
some of the ways that the migrants seem to be getting to the border and finding out where the good spots are so they can cross. Joining us now with her big blockbuster exclusive is Jenny S. Tear. She is a reporter with The Daily Caller. And uh, Jenny, I'm so happy to have you on. What a busy news night. Uh, but I had to have you on because this exclusive is amazing. These are what? These are guides coming from the Red Cross of all things? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly uh, where it's coming from, um, which is the same organization that the Federal Emergency Management Agency uh, has tasked with handing out, uh, you know, grant money to NGOs helping migrants. So it's a full circle story if you think about it. Um, but yes, these guides uh, were documents we obtained uh, from the southern border. They were dropped along uh, the Rio Grande there, and they show exactly how to get there and how to navigate some of the really dangers um, along the journey. So, for example, it talks about La Bestia, the beast, which is the train that uh, many migrants will jump on top of. It's extremely dangerous. Many of them actually uh, tragically uh, die from it because it's so dangerous jumping on a moving train, obviously. Uh, Some of them that are lucky enough to live, uh, some may be injured, losing limbs and, and things like that. Knowing the dangers that they could possibly take this organization is telling them exactly how to navigate that. Um, so, you know, that on top of obtaining contraceptives along the journey, as we know, that's, you know, something that women uh, face is, is rape along uh, the journey to the United States. It's a tragic thing. So, again, um, knowingly giving these guides um, to people coming here that are, are taking those risks is something we, we should question. Yeah, absolutely. Who's paying for this, too? That's the other question. Mm-hmm. And and this is the American Red Cross, or, or where is this coming from? So the documents are labeled with the uh, global organization that um, that oversees the American Red Cross, as well as the American Red Cross logo and the Red Crescent and all of the other international uh, branches of the organization. Um, the American Red Cross is the one that FEMA has tasked with. Uh, handing out those uh, grants. So, yeah, it is uh, something that I think a lot of taxpayers are concerned about. Um, And, of course, um, you know, it's just just another kind of piece in this puzzle about, you know, what are people knowingly risking on the journey to the United States um, and who's involved in that? Absolutely. The other thing, too, there are also maps, I understand, right, that that come with it. What are the maps showing? Is it basically where the pockets are for them to come? So the maps show the the train routes that end right in um, border towns in the United States, along with uh, different shelters, hotels, uh, medical care along the journey that they can access um, as they make their way from uh, it really starts. The map starts in Panama and then ends in um, in the U.S. border towns. So it has labels like El Paso and San Diego and all of these other towns that we know are pretty frequented by migrants. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you, how did you find these? How did, how did you discover these? And it makes you wonder, mm-hmm. like you said, who else mm-hmm. is facilitating it? You know, as opposed to saying... Hey, we'll we'll protect you along the way. It seems to me like it's an encouragement of how to get across much more easily. Yeah, absolutely. And again, knowing the dangers, that's really the biggest thing that I thought um, was concerning, especially as a woman. 
um, seeing the the issue with uh, contraceptives and, you know, knowing how many women really face those risks um, along the journey. So uh, we obtained them uh, from a source that I won't obviously reveal. I, I'm here to protect my sources, but um, we did obtain them uh, from someone who is on the southern border. Um, you often see a lot of documents that are dropped along there, and this is just one of those that um, people leave behind. Wow, this is stunning. Um, and Jenny Astaire, um, before I let you go, just your reaction to um, to what has been happening as we've seen this week. You have covered the border so much. We always love having you here on the show, Jenny. You always have such great stuff right there on the front lines and have spent a lot of time down there. You've talked to the migrants. Um, what we've seen this last week has just been heartbreaking. The story of those residents from South Carolina, the two who were killed, uh, the other two, uh, thankfully survived. But in the middle of all that stuff, right? Um, and now we see these travel warnings, um, with the FBI issuing it. How dangerous do you think things are in Mexico for Americans? And how tough do you think we need to be on the cartels real quick? Yeah. It's extremely dangerous. I will say that uh, one of the things I found that was really stunning was this Los Angeles Times article that came out recently where they went into the pharmacias, the, the different pharmacies in these tourist towns that Americans frequent in Mexico. And they found that many of the drugs that Americans purchase frequently from those uh, stores actually contain fentanyl you know, pills that you wouldn't uh, necessarily buy, that you would know have fentanyl in them. You're not buying fentanyl, but they may uh, be laced with them. I found that extremely shocking. And I think that just tells the the tale of this wider issue that you're explaining here is that it's really not a safe country. You have cartels that are operating it and, you know, they're paying off the police and it's, and it, it, it's entrenched in society, essentially. Yeah, it definitely is. Well, Jenny Tear, I am so glad to have you here. You always do such great work. You're the investigative border immigration reporter there with the Daily Caller News Foundation and do just such a superb job. Thank you for bringing all of this to our attention. you got to come back on again soon, Jenny. Great to have you here. Thank you. Thank have you. Good night. You too, Jenny. Thank you very, very much. And everybody, when we come back, we are going to talk about not just the border, but also this big stunning news tonight that looks like there could be charges coming against former President Trump coming via Alvin Bragg in New York. And as I've mentioned, this guy, Alvin Bragg, has really given criminals, especially repeat offenders that have long rap sheets. I mean, you look at a lot of the people that have been busted in the last year or two since Alvin Bragg was voted in, unbelievably, by New Yorkers. And when he was voted in, he said, you know, I'm going to basically go a little easier on, you know, criminals. I'm looking at criminal justice reform, all these things, that sort of nice phrasing. And yet uh, it is a mean process because what it basically means is going easy on the criminal, um, especially on the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, sometimes 10th offense um, and this revolving door of justice that we have seen over and over again, allowing criminals to walk the streets in New York. We've seen it time and time again under this D.A. in his office. And yet tonight, the big breaking news that now New York prosecutors are signaling, according to The New York Times, that Trump may face criminal charges soon tied to the hush money tied to Stormy Daniels. Um, also tied to what they say, maybe some campaign funds sort of intermingled with all of this. And 
as we just talked to just recently, Doug Burns, former federal prosecutor, he said this is a stretch. Normally, you would never sort of combine these things or necessarily go after these things. And yet, because the last name is Trump, it seems that this DA and so many investigators across this country can't wait. They're probably like, hey, I'll give you a, I'll give you a, I'll give you a yacht in uh, wherever as long as you can get Trump. Oh, I'll raise you one. I'll give you this. I'll do They've probably been bidding to go after Trump. And now, according to the New York Times, the New York prosecutor, Alvin Bragg, who doesn't seem to want to go after criminals, but can't wait to go after President Trump, may be doing just that because he has called for him to basically appear if he wants to before the Manhattan grand jury. Uh, And the question is, does that mean that an indictment against the former president could be coming very, very soon? Again, all of this dates back, which is what's so amazing, is when all of this investigating started. I mean, it's been going on for like four or five years. So the question is, why now? What's happened? Uh, Why didn't they go after him sooner if it was a legitimate case? Uh, Was there new information? We haven't heard that yet. How much of this is tied to Michael Cohen? That, of course, is Trump's former lawyer who, uh, remember, now is against Trump. Uh, Was there something new that arose from this? Just on the surface, it sure looks like a witch hunt against President Trump. And when we come back, I'm going to take your calls. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show on this busy news night. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So could President Trump become the first former American president to be criminally indicted. Uh, That is a big move. And you better be sure you got your ducks in a row, Alvin Bragg, if you're going to go for a former president and current presidential candidate, too. Uh, I mean, this is outrageous. You think about when they say, oh, well, you know, you don't want to interfere and, you know, uh, do anything that would be close to an election. Well, guess what? The debates are coming up. And he was the first person to enter the fray. He's already a candidate for president and the leading candidate at that. But now there are reports that Alvin Bragg may be going full steam ahead. And if indeed he is looking, as all the reports are from the New York Times, focused on Stormy Daniels, a lot of the way that that money to Stormy Daniels, according to Michael Cohen, happened uh, was basically that it went to him, that it went to her, that it went through another route in between. And a lot of it will be based on testimony and evidence of Michael Cohen, who is Trump's former lawyer. Now, he doesn't like President Trump anymore. He has basically said he hates him, um, that, you know, he doesn't trust him. And he's been, you know, all over the place on MSNBC and CNN. And there will be credibility questions with Michael Cohen, no doubt about it. And take a listen. It's so bad that even Charles Coleman who is a civil rights attorney who was on a liberal network not too long ago, had this to say. Well, Joy, as you've just indicated, this has been a proverbial foot race between prosecutors to see who is going to catch the gingerbread man first. And it seems as though out of nowhere, Alvin Bragg, who was all but out of the race by his own decision previously, is now taking the lead. What I will say is that while he may seem closest, this case in comparison to the others does not appear to be strongest. I do think that it is a strong indication that Alvin Bragg is leaning toward charging Donald Trump when you're talking about this 
indictment. But let's be clear and understand that the grand jury still, upon hearing the information, actually has to vote for a true bill before he can indict. Now, of course, prosecutors will tell you that you can get an indictment in most cases on a ham sandwich if you try hard enough. And so I don't necessarily see that being a huge hurdle. But what I will say is that even after an indictment with an eventual prosecution, we need to understand that Michael Cohen is a witness with significant credibility issues. And so when you're thinking about prosecuting this case, there are a number of hurdles, not to mention very quickly that Alvin Bragg had previously looked at this legal theory before and he decided not to prosecute. This has not been something that just fell on his desk. He's explored this for a little while now. So the question will become, what is different now that you didn't know then that you're making this decision to move forward? That's what I'm wondering, too. Like, what changed? And I said that a few minutes ago. What changed? Because he seemed intent to not go forward. And in fact, there were people in his office who left that were upset that he didn't go forward. And you know it's bad if Alvin Bragg isn't going forward because he'll do it, uh, you know, anything against Trump. You know what I mean? But still, as we're sitting here, what changed where he suddenly said, you know what, now I'm seeing some information or now there's some reason for X. Uh, what is this all about? And does it look like a whole bunch of politics, which a lot of this looks like to me? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Pamela. Line three. Pamela, your thoughts of what Alvin Bragg is up to? Yeah, I say bring it on, Bragg, because elections love martyrs. And the thing that changed is that uh, they thought Trump was finished with the DeSantis challenge and his polls uh, supposedly went down. But now that they're soaring and after CPAC, they're like, "Uh uh-oh, we better go for it. Yeah, you know what? It's interesting. Actually, that's an interesting point because you're right. It seemed like for a while, like DeSantis was ahead of him in the polls. And then in the last, like, few weeks or month or two, clearly things have changed. Um, and the CPAC speech, I agree with you um, that I think it had an influence. I thought he did. A, I thought it was a very good speech by President Trump. It certainly showed a president full of vigor and energy. And he was much more sort of, you know, presidential, if you will, looking forward, going after Biden. Didn't even talk about uh, DeSantis. I don't believe at all in that speech. And so suddenly you could see in the last few weeks, his numbers have definitely gone up. And, and, and he is wide in the gap against DeSantis. It's like Trump. And everybody else, basically. Um, and because of that, you're right. Who knows? Maybe somebody said, uh-oh, uh, we didn't do a good enough job. Uh, you know, we got we to gotta come up with something. And it just looks, it looks so bad. Um, and, you know, you brought up an interesting point, Pamela, because uh, in your Bring It On brag line, um, you also brought up that elections, you said, love a martyr. Um, that you think that also this will backfire on them and this will help Trump. Is that what you think at this point? Oh, absolutely. It's going to strengthen him. It's going to strengthen his base and others because, uh, you know, uh, he'll be seen as a les miserables victim. You're right. Constantly being battered. You're right. You're right. By the way, that was a good movie with uh, Hugh Jackman and those guys. That was and Anne Hathaway. That was a great movie. You know, Jean Valjean. I love that one. Uh, let's go to Anastasia. Uh, line eight. Anastasia, uh, is it bring it on brag? It seems that the lady was reading my mind. Uh, I believe the CPAC uh, speech of Trump certainly boosted those numbers up that the more the Democrats are seeing it, especially especially Alvin Bragg, of course, that made him turn around and try to think and find something to pick on Trump. He's not good enough to shine Trump's shoes. 
and he's got blood in his hands from all that, the things that he lets her get away, people get away with, and he's trying to go after Trump only because of politics. You, you know what's interesting? And he's a leading man. Anastasia, you know, I, I do think if he wasn't the leading man, they wouldn't care. Um, and the fact that he said, I'm running again, they clearly are worried. And I agree with you. Here's Alvin Bragg, who gives, you know, violent criminals a pass. And yet Donald Trump, they're trying to go after him on all this other stuff. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the show where we get to honor our great military and also their families. A beautiful story coming from Birmingham, Alabama, where Private Rome Davis, a 103-year-old World War II veteran from Montgomery, Alabama, received the first Lifetime Achievement Award at the 10th Annual Women Who Shaped the State event, and that took place yesterday. Davis served in the Central Postal Directory Battalion at a time when black women in the military were separated by both gender and race. Named 6888, Davis and her unit were part of the largest African-American Women's Army Corps unit to serve overseas during World War II. Wow. Women Who Shaped the State, which is hosted... Uh, This is Alabama, and the Alabama Media Group honors accomplished women who make a difference across the state of Alabama. A little background on Private Davis. She's a native of Virginia. She enlisted in 1943 following her five brothers, and her unit comprised of more than 800 black women set for sale to Europe in February 1945. And when they arrived... In England, they were faced with a six-month backlog of mail due to a shortage of soldiers at a time when mail played a very crucial role, of course, in the morale. Her and the women in her unit worked 24-7, and they processed an average of 195,000 pieces of mail per day, clearing the backlog in just three months. By the way, Davis was awarded a Congressional Gold Medal in 2021, along with the other members of this very esteemed and certainly historic unit. Bravo to 103 years old Private Rome Davis, who was honored yet again this week for her incredible historic achievements. Well, history may be made in another fashion. According to the New York Times tonight, there is a potential that President Trump could be indicted criminally very soon, making him the first former American president to be criminally indicted if this happens by Alvin Bragg in New York. Now, President Trump was asked after CPAC. We were talking about CPAC because I agree with many of you. First of all, the speech I thought at CPAC, I was not there, but I watched it and I thought it was so powerful. I thought he gave a great speech. And after the speech, he was asked by reporters You know, what do you think? There's a chance you might be indicted. And that was just a hypothetical at that point, Uh, maybe closer to reality based on everything we're hearing now uh, tonight. Uh, But he was asked by James Rosen, a great reporter I used to work with at Fox News. And what do you think if you were to be indicted? Take a listen to what Trump's reaction was. And this was just 
a few days ago. You have dismissed these as politically partisan witch hunts and that you maintain your complete and total innocence. Nonetheless, we are given to believe that one or more of these investigations uh, may soon approach their resolution in terms of the handing down of indictments or what have you. Um, can you take this moment to assure your donors and your supporters that you're in this race to stay no matter what happens with those investigations, if you are sure. indicted one or more times? Sure. Well, they did two phony impeachments, and we won that, and the Republicans stuck together. And uh, we won, as you know, we went up very substantially in the polls. Uh, these are witch hunts. These have been going on for a long time. They've weaponized justice in our country. It's a disgrace, and I think people are very angry about it. Even Democrats are very angry about it. So you'll stay uh, these in the race? Are, oh, absolutely. I wouldn't even think about leaving. Uh, these are uh, fake stories. These are horrible. Uh, the press is uh, pressing them to do something, do something. And uh, it's, I think it's very sad for our country. I think it's very dangerous for our country. And people, I can say that, you have thousands of people outside, and you didn't have that for others. Uh, they're very upset and very angry about it. Uh, it's just a continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time. And we turned around our country. We did a fantastic job. And now our country is going to hell. And this comes largely from the Justice Department, or as I call it, the Injustice Department. Uh, it starts there. Uh, they've even weaponized the local agencies and the local DAs and attorney generals. They put people from the Justice Department in the Manhattan DA's office. I mean, think about that. Uh, they're racists. You get a lot of racists. You got a lot of uh, race baiting. It's a disgraceful thing that's going on. There's never, the country's never seen anything like it. And yeah, probably it'll enhance my numbers, but it's a very bad thing for America. It's it will probably enhance my numbers. Does that sound like a guy who's backing down? No, I hear, bring it on. That's what I hear from President Trump there. And let me get this straight. It looks like the Manhattan DA is poised to charge President Trump tied to this payment to Stormy Daniels. This is the $130,000 payment to Stormy Daniels, uh, saying that somehow it went through campaign funds, falsifying business records tied to it. And does that seem fair to you when you have Joe Biden and these allegations, at least tied to Hunter, at least his son, his very troubled, deranged son, drug addict, porn addicted son, who can't figure out Parmesan cheese from crack, remember? And that son has collected millions upon millions of dollars from rogue leaders all over the place. Uh, the former mayor of Moscow's wife, remember, big payment, big money from Chinese officials, big money from Burisma, all these things tied to Hunter Biden. And today, Hunter Biden has not been charged with a single thing, not even prostitution, which we clear as day see on tape, not even drugs, which we see on tape. How about the uh, gun that he had? I'll even go for small charges. What about the gun charge, the illegal gun? Remember, he threw out the gun, the whole deal. Nothing with that. He hasn't had any problems of yet. Nothing with Hunter Biden. And we're talking millions upon millions of dollars. We know that he got. The question is, where did it go? Was he doing anything improper? Where did the money go after him? Nothing has happened to Hunter Biden or the Biden family. And I'm not for charging people unless there is a crime. But if you look at it, somehow there's tens of millions of dollars to a drug addict, porn addict, uh, that whole deal. Nothing happening there. 
There hasn't even been uh, a tax charge on them. There hasn't been anything. And now you're hearing that they're going after Trump for $130,000 payment uh, because of testimony in part from Michael Cohen, who hates Trump. Does that seem fair to you? And let's just take a little look at Joe Biden, by the way, because just a little bit ago, he was having a hard time even remembering his own age. Take a listen to this one. And I can honestly say I have never been more optimistic about America's future than I am today. I mean that sincerely. As you can tell, I've only been around a few years, (laughs) like 400. Maybe that's the most honest thing he said so far, because he acts like he's 400. I mean, the way he's walking around up the stairs and falling and can't remember and shaking ghosts and all that stuff. And then listen to this comment that he just made. This is interesting. This is making a lot of headlines. This is President Biden a little bit ago. He's in Philly uh, unveiling his big tax and spend plan. And in the middle of all of that, he also kind of slipped up on something. And maybe this explains why they're going after Trump hard now, because maybe Biden is worried If he gets into the race and decides to run again, which it looks like he is, he knows Trump is his biggest competitor, and maybe he knows Trump maybe could beat him. Listen to what Biden, maybe a little Freudian slip a little bit ago. But guess what? You may remember, I was running for office at the time, but you all may remember it, that I had a big fight with uh, the former president uh, and maybe future president. Bless me, Father. Anyway, now all, 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 all kidding aside. Oh, isn't that interesting? Or maybe future president. In other words, do whatever you can to please stop him. Do whatever you can. I'm begging you. And could Alvin Bragg be like the mechanism? It's a little interesting. Clearly, they're worried about Trump. You know, that's interesting. He sort of slips. Sometimes when Biden slips, it's like you kind of hear what he's really thinking. He's like an old person. You know, if you visit somebody, sometimes you visit somebody, somebody's relative, and they say, God, that's a really terrible dress you have on. And you know you got a bad-looking dress. But the only person who has the guts to tell you is that person because they have, like, no filter. That's sort of what Biden has. Maybe he's like, uh-oh, that guy is going to maybe beat me in the polls. And lo and behold, here it is, five days after the CPAC speech, that now Alvin Bragg suddenly... Years later is going after Stormy Daniels. Where is the investigation of Hunter Biden? Are you kidding me? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Roberta. Um, uh, Line five, your thoughts about this, Roberta? Hi, Rita. Corruption. Total corruption. It's shocking, isn't it? I mean, look at the timing. Is there something... We're, you know, we're, we're not connecting the dots on something. Of course, this is just breaking here, Roberta. But on the surface, this looks awfully politically driven by Alvin Bragg, who he's been he has been, I think, the worst one of the worst DAs America has ever seen. What I wanted to know, Rita, have you heard the report that a court awarded Donald Trump three hundred fifty thousand dollars of damages from Stormy Daniels? Have you heard that? 
I have not, and I'm going to take a look at that. What was that? What was that related to? I think there was something um, where there was some question of payment. I can't remember if he actually got it, so I don't want to misquote. But well, I will. Stormy Daniels. She said, "I'm not going to pay." No, <laughs> oh, but there was, by the way, there was some allegation um, where there was some sort of issue with legal fees. There was some sort of legal fees, I believe. Am I correct, though, Roberta? There really was something tied to that. Yes, the uh, the only thing I know, I heard that report, so I have no information beyond that. Yeah, there was something tied to legal fees when the case sort of went out, and it was a question of who pays the legal fees. But but you know what's, what's interesting, uh, Roberta, by the way, that was a good joke. Um, but what I was going to say to you, it's interesting that Bragg is doing this now. Like, what's the reason now? What's the timing now? Trump is sort of back up in the polls, uh, riding high. Clearly, Biden thinks he's the guy to beat. He just had that Freudian slip a few hours ago. Um, there's something There's something going on here. And this is, again, from, you know, a DA who just has, he seems so removed on going after people. And I brought up also the Hunter Biden because, you know, I, I, I like everybody and I like justice to be equal. And where is the investigation of Hunter Biden? I mean, this was years ago with Hunter Biden, with all the money. And uh, not that uh, 130000 is a drop in the bucket. It's, it's still sizable money, but it's a drop in the bucket compared to the millions upon millions that Hunter Biden got. Where, where's the investigation into that, Roberta? Yeah, it's, ne- it's never going to happen. Yeah, and that is the sad thing. I, and I think you're sadly correct, unless something is uncovered by the Republicans who are now looking into it, at least the House oversight. Who knows what they get when they get bank records? Who knows what they get when they get phone records? There may be a lot more than meets the eye. Maybe something will come up. Who knows, Roberto? one 800 848 Let's go to Eric, line one. Eric, your thoughts about where this is headed against President Trump? Well, I look at the timing because I heard that they wanted to they were looking at uh, doing a civil suit against him for January 6th. And now with all the video coming out, boom, and, and then they go back to Stormy Daniels. Like how many this is a, this is a few years ago. I mean, this is uh, the first his first campaign, you know, so it's a little fishy. It's a little fishy. And so the, and, and they're going to prosecute him with novel charges like. You know, in other words, like stretching and really stretching and really stretching himself into a pretzel to, 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 you know, have something. It's really, it's really, it's just bizarre. I mean, they're just that, they're that afraid of him, Rita. That's it. Yeah, no, I think so too. Great points, Eric. Thank you very much. Let's go to Pat online too. Pat, your thoughts about it all? Hi, Rita. Good evening, um, Rita. All I keep on my radio is uh, seventy-seven WABC. Well, you know what I have to say. Then you're a very smart woman. But continue, Pat. And, uh, I mean, it's it's on all the time. If it's not at home, it's in the car. And I kept hearing all the crime that was happening and and listening to um, Cats Roundtable, or now it's Cats and uh, Cosby, um, which is... Which is, by the way, a great show, too. Go ahead, Pat. <laughs> the constant comments were made, why doesn't the governor do something? Why? They've got to get rid of Bragg. They've got... And now it's all very clear why he was being kept. Oh, that's interesting. So you think he he was, yeah, you think he was kept because they knew he was working on something. And no matter how bad he was as a DA for uh, average citizens, he was going to go after Trump no matter what. Absolutely. He was the, um, 
the, the, the one to push it forward uh, and get it going. And this is, and we couldn't understand why. Like all that they had to do was they could change everything in the city, uh, minimize the crime, get it back to the way it was, and yet they wouldn't do anything in Albany. So now we know. Very interesting, Pat. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. And thank you for the nice words. Uh, I'm so glad you are always tuned in to the great 77 WABC and also Katz and Cosby, which, of course, now I love doing with John Katz and Matides every day, 5 to 6 on WABC. You can listen also, everybody, WABCradio.com. And I have the honor to do that show with the great John Katz and Matides, whose book is a big bestseller. Um, and also to do this great show with all of you at night, which I love to as well. I'm the lucky one. 1-800-848-9222. Do you think this is all politics? As Pat has said, that Alvin Bragg was on a mission. This is the soft on crime DA in New York who seems to give every criminal a pass, except if your last name is Trump. Then he seems to create something, and it's tied to Stormy Daniels, and it's tied to some circuitous route where it looks like he is beefing up two charges to basically make it a felony. And as we talked about to a legal expert, it seems like a stretch. And to me, it seems like one big old witch hunt. What do you think of the fact that Donald Trump may face criminal charges? How much of a vendetta is this against Trump, who they're worried about? 1-800-848-9222. And do you see Trump backing down in any shape or form? The Rita Cosby Show. So the New York Times reporting the big news tonight that a criminal indictment against President Trump, making him the first time a former U.S. president will be indicted, could be forthcoming very soon. Why do you think this is happening by a soft on crime DA? And do you think this impacts Trump's race for president? I say it emboldens him and I say it makes it look like such a witch hunt and such a politically motivated witch hunt. Uh, Let's go to Robert, line seven. Robert, your thoughts about where this is going. Hey, Robert, Robert, what do you think? I smell a Democratic desperation 100 miles away. You know, I, okay. you know what? I, you know what? I actually smell it a thousand miles away. <laughs> I think I'm telling you, I <laughs> you agree with you. Knows. OK, the four possible charges. Fraud. Misuse of campaign funds. Falsifying business records and bribery. Trump agreed to pay the lawyer's fees in the civil case. So that's settled. Trump produces a copy of his personal check. There's no fraud. He paid the lawyers. There's no misuse of campaign funds. He didn't use them. So why so why account. why do you think you think it is all democratic politics and that this DA uh, you know the irony of it all Robert and I have to say it it is it is it's so sad this DA is the guy who goes after, you know, the store owner who's protecting himself, uh, allows repeat offenders back out on the streets. But yet, to your point, he goes after all these other, uh, you know, questionable charges against Trump. I mean, I mean, it is it is just it is remarkable. Nothing short of remarkable. Let's go to Phil. Line six. Phil, your thoughts. 
Hi, Rita. Good evening. Uh, I think this is just another, another, you know, little bottle rocket that's going to go up and light up the sky for a moment or two, and it's just going to fall to the ground as the other cases against Trump have. First of all, you have uh, the the original lawyer who worked with Stormy Daniels. He got he's got a bad reputation for lying the uh, courts. Yeah, that's the guy who's behind and, bars, Avenatti, the guy who everybody who CNN thought was going to be president. But go ahead. Yep. Yeah, well, he's, he's got a bad rep. And, and the, the issue here is that we understand clearly that this is this is a retaliatory action. And, and I guarantee you, even if they get a decision, this decision is going to work its way up to the Supreme Court. It's going to go through appeals. Then it's going to go to the appellate. Then it's going to go through the circuit federal. Then it's going to go up to the Supreme Court. They, it's going to be it's going to be placed in such a light where you're going to have a diversity of judges who have no involvement whatsoever with the politics are going to look at this and say, what the hell is this about? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're, they're going to say, I agree with you, Phil. They're going to say, you know, get the heck out of my courtroom and start like going after bad guys, Alvin Bragg. I mean, great point. You're right. And it will they will keep they'll keep appealing. They'll I bet you it probably would go up to the Supreme Court. And if indeed this was an overreach by a prosecutor, uh, throw the book at him. You know, there's got to be some sort of uh, punishment to a zealous prosecutor who normally wouldn't go after. He doesn't go after bank robbers, you know, but again, he finds time to go after Trump for something five years ago that he paid with his own check. How does that make sense? Great points, Phil. Uh, let's go to Dennis. Dennis, what do you think? Thank you, Rita, for taking my call. Rita, I was a cop in the 1980s and 1990s in Harlem and Washington Heights. I personally responded to 25 to 30 murders scenes. Wow. So what do you make the, the, of this? Well, there's over thousands of unsolved murders. If I was Trump's lawyers, I would bring out all these unsolved murders that D.A. Bragg is not looking at. And why is he bringing this nonsense? Now, that's a great point. You know, you brought up a superb point, Dennis. And even the ones that are solved, I mean, some of the ones that look crystal clear, he doesn't go after the people. He says, hey, have a nice day. I'll see you back in another week when you commit another crime. Um, And Dennis, by the way, thank you. You mentioned uh, you're a former cop. We love you. We appreciate you. And we're going to be talking about this tomorrow. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.